2: Everybody and welcome back to your favorite GI Joe podcast show. It should have been Masters of the Universe Revelation episode five today, but one of the three of us, TV's Gene Ippolito, forced us to do Halloween specific programming before the season was too late. Because after five seasons of this show, we finally figured something out: seasonal programming. This is I regret nothing. After,
3: this I is regret nothing for the
2: record. Podcast. Thank you. And I am Race to I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Imbalito and I regret nothing. Well, that's where that should have gone. Yes. Thank you, Gina. <laughs> uh, oh, forgive uh, me for thinking you might shut up for two seconds. Oh, after <laughs> 800 years of this show, you still think that's going to happen? That's a you thing, not a me thing.
4: <laughs> we, uh, we got Ray's mic turned way, way down. And now Gina's abusing that power. Abusing the yep. most heinously.
3: Look, before we, before we started recording, the first thing that Ray said was, you're going to have to explain the ending of this children's cartoon to me because I didn't understand it because I'm a big dum-dum. So I I like, like,
2: Those were the exact weird. words that I used. I,
3: I thought that that would properly shame him into, into keeping a little more mum this time that he didn't understand a Jetsons cartoon from the 80s, but I was wrong.
2: <laughs> but not surprised I hope
3: uh I mean I, I don't <laughs> Chan can weigh in on this but there's everything about this episode is pretty
2: damn straightforward not the okay well, when we get there I'll explain and then you're gonna be like oh man
4: here's the thing here's the thing um the ending is is kind of weird um like I def if you were to say like I don't understand why they did that. I'd be like, yeah, 100 percent I get you. That uh Thank is, you. Is garbage. That's um, not
3: I don't understand why they did that, is not the same as I did not understand it. For
2: rage. I didn't understand it, it. I didn't say what it was. <laughs> Man, you it's said you specifically coming with said negative intent.
3: You it specifically said you're gonna have to uh, explain that ending to me.
2: I don't wanna have to do all that emotional labor for you, Gina. <laughs> I shouldn't have to explain everything. Although granted, this is a show where we explain things, so yes, probably I should have.
3: Look, you could say that. you could say I didn't like it; it was bad writing. But when you say you're going to have to explain that children's cartoon to me, that's that's a whole different
2: ball game. That's what I refer to as par for this course. Uh, well, genius. I
3: liked it. Yeah, uh, in case anyone's interested, HBO Max has a whole section of Halloween episodes of cartoons. Uh, it's in the Halloween collection, and you scroll all the way to the bottom. And there were tons I could have chosen, but this one had an interesting title and picture to me, so I it, picked this what, one. What Jensen's
2: Haunted is- Halloween? What was exciting <laughs> about that to you? What was, what was so evocative?
1: Oh, I'll tell demon. you
3: what. I'll tell you what. Some of the other ones, because they had episodes of Scooby-Doo in there. And I was like, "Oh, these aren't Halloween episodes. These are just regular episodes of Scooby Doo." Oh, yeah, so fair. this yeah. puts this tells you exactly what you're getting. You're getting a cartoon that's not normally spooky about a haunted
2: Halloween, and, and it delivered. Gina, it delivered. What exactly was haunted?
4: Yeah,
1: Halloween. That's
2: silence.
4: Yeah. That's silence. Yeah. Is yeah. Deafening. Maybe I'm going to have to
2: explain this episode to Gina by the time we're all done with it. I don't
3: It starts it. out with spooky stories.
2: Okay, it does. Now, this Be goes fair. real, kind of random occurrences until we finally delve into the plot a little bit into it, but it opens with howling at the moon and a wolf. And then there's a scary story that George is telling his boy Elroy and the mutant monster Orbity with the spring legs. That must've been a late addition to Jetsons.
3: Okay. None of this, first of all, none of this is confusing because it sets up the fact that Orbity and Elroy are in the headspace of being sort of freaked out by things. So that's why they're more likely to believe the events that that go on, that they're in danger. So it perfectly sets it up. It's called setting the scene, right? It has, it's not disjointed at all. It's George Jetson tells Orbity and Elroy a spooky story. Mm-hmm. And so they're primed for the rest of the episode because of that and their love of scary movies to be expecting the worst kind of monsters. Uh, Except for the definitely- fact
4: we're yeah. definitely going to be uh, doing this uh, topic for uh, my three dads. Oh uh, boy, I love it. I don't have you. Have you told any scary stories? Yeah. Me? No,
2: I get in deep trouble for even telling mildly upsetting stories. So I, there's no chance I would actually go full on gotcha.
4: I feel like what you think is mildly upsetting is n- none of the rest of us would say the same thing about no, those mildly stories. upsetting,
2: like the Ted Bundy story. You know.
4: Right. 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 No, that check out. Never mind, Wild my bad.
2: <sighs> but then the story itself, Elroy shows up with garlic and kills the monster, the creeper, whatever the heck. And Orbity's like, "Oh no, the creepers out there!" And I'm like, "He clearly died in the story, Orbity. You got to get your poop together on this." And Elroy isn't scared at all. So I don't even understand how we're setting the scene for anything right now, other than Orbity is scared. He's a scared character. He is a one of a kind mutant who people want to eat. I don't really understand exactly why he's so popular.
4: I mean, I don't know how popular he is. I have yeah, a, what do you mean by so popular?
2: Well, the character in this particular uh, episode wants to kidnap him. Oh, because he's adorable. Oh, all right.
4: Is that why though? Uh, yeah, no. a real strong poacher vibe. Uh, uh, um, no,
3: in, in my opinion, it's because like, so this is a dude that he's made his whole life designing creatures and then in real life he but he hasn't he hasn't made a good one in a while so wow. in real life he other sees a creatures. creature like if if all of a sudden you saw like a five-headed green dog when you were walking out and about you'd be like holy shit there i'd like i just discovered a whole new creature
2: well a, you didn't discover a, it because a, it five-headed a green dog You didn't make it you uh
3: what do you think discover means right do you, you think uh, discover means Gina, to you make you know you celebrate something?
2: columbus day don't you i'm just checking i do believe think, it do
3: you think discover means to make like
2: when you when you when you go home and make dinner do you say you discovered dinner if you're walking down the street and a five-headed green dog comes up to you i guarantee you're not the first person on earth to have seen it the
3: man's first got a point First of all, you don't know that. Second of all, you and personally just discovered Chan, something. You Chan, made you a discovery. Right
2: she didn't answer my Columbus Day question, so I think I got my answer. <laughs> Great Italian-American, Christopher oh Columbus. Boy.
4: Oh, boy. Gina's taking a real First hit First of all, on... you don't
3: know what the, what the word Italian-American means if you're referring to Christopher Columbus as Italian-American. <laughs> he was uh, just an Italian. Italian. An
2: American because you set foot on our soil and your home. Glory, glory, hallelujah. I hate that you two have no holiday joy in your souls. See, she loves some Columbus Day. Did you see that? That is what I, again.
3: I hate that you, I hate that you do not like watching Halloween episodes of things. I hate that you don't like little kids being told spooky stories and then writing themselves into the story like they're doing some like little kid fanfic.
2: Here's
4: the thing. My kid has night terrors on the regs. We go up into his room. He's basically screaming and thrashing around. But we can't wake him up because it's like a weird like fugue state. Uh, So like in terms of uh, 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 what I want to present to my kid, uh, I like it toned down because it's already a goddamn nightmare.
3: But this has nothing. I don't. So you're saying that you think you're you don't like it because George Jetson's story was too scary.
4: I mean, oh, honestly, uh, Night Creeper. Um,
3: Elroy is like 10 years old. Your kid is four.
4: <laughs> if we're talking about like in terms of in terms of things that horrify me, uh, Night Creeper or more specifically Night Creeper Leader was one of the most <laughs> horrific things I've ever experienced in my life. Right, fair. And I, I was actually perfect. like
3: impressed with the like, like the fact that, you know, I, I kind of thought that this wasn't going to be spooky at all. So I like the fact that they start out with. George telling a spooky story and he does this thing with his eyes at some point where he's like pretending to be a zombie or something like that. And I was like, Oh, that's actually kind of scary.
2: Can we talk about what a weirdo George Jetson is? Because he starts just like getting into character and won't break it and just being weird to everybody. I love it. Oh, it made me upset. It was too much. It was too much. But you're George. telling
3: me you would break character while you're telling your kid a story for no, no reason. After
2: the story was over, the story is done. The kids are going to bed, and he's just and he's just being a freaking uh, Chan. Do you yeah. have a clip for me he right here? Do you have having, an audio he's, clip of this? Just it's having bizarre. a Good
3: time. Look, if I had a nickel for every time I use a fake vampire voice in my house to no one in particular, I would be rich.
2: Um. Oh, you two are so joyless. that's what kids will do to you gina
1: (laughs) or you sleep on the couch tonight oh
2: i love the couch reminds me of my coffin back home (laughs) george what the fuck are you talking about right now i don't even know what are you talking about
3: I thought it was funny, and I thought it was weird. Oh, Sorry boy. if you want your,
2: your cartoons to be straightforward and joyless. Oh, man. So, you know, Gina Polito's gotten a lot of TV work out of this show. Unfortunately, this is the episode where it all dries up.
3: <laughs> uh, This is much more fun than if she had said, you're sleeping on the couch tonight, and he said, oh, nuts. I think the fact that he stayed in character is, is charming, is a is it's a cartoon charming. It's fucking
2: weird. It's, he's, a, he's a weirdo. I thought he was just boring, but he's a weirdo who's boring. He's like the funniest guy at the office, or worse, the third funniest guy at the office. Ugh, oh, joyless. you don't want to see You're that guy joyless. stand up. I, will
4: say, I respect his commitment to the bit.
3: Yes, thank uh, you, Chan. That.
4: However, I found as this episode progressed, that I was uh like I hated him. Yes. Uh, and, what?
3: Why yeah, made
4: me feel sympathy for the goddamn capitalist pig spacely? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I'm like, oh my god, if I had to work with that son of a bitch, like, w- like I get it if like uh uh Jetson was the boss's son or some shit and he had to keep him around, but for some reason he keeps him around and he keeps fucking up. But These he, are you, awful. usually
3: Usually Spacely is the one who's yelling at him. So, uh, so I appreciate the fact that in this one, he got a little bit of his own medicine
2: because usually
3: in the Jetsons, he's, he's really riding
2: George. He is. And can I just say one thing right now, going into this episode, I actually wrote down, I wonder how long it's going to take for Chan or Gina to mention capitalism. While talking about the Jetsons, and I'll be honest, you only missed it by like a couple of minutes. What? Beautiful. I never talked about capitalism. I, I it capitalism. A lot capitalism. <laughs> there's a lot. I figure there's going to be a lot of anti-capitalism in this episode. I never um, complained about capitalism. Okay, so it was mostly Chan, but I still got it. I still knew where we were going in this narrative before the show had even started. Yeah, and that's I just fair. want credit for it. So here we go. Orbity, it's nighttime now. Orbity has a weird dream where everybody is a vampire, except they're also witches. And again, it just completely breaks down. It doesn't make any sense. Then, then he what gets up under the What are talking about?
3: Sheets. It's a nightmare. You want order even in your nightmares? You're so joyless.
2: Yes, I, I want stick. there to make. I want them to make sense. I want because narratively they need to. Uh, we don't
4: need narrative, but I do need to know why uh, um, Elroy is eating a robot bat a remote controlled robot bat
3: okay that i
2: wasn't i wasn't sure about either i i also want to mention here that in the opening scene they have a lit campfire inside their living room and obviously the carbon monoxide detectors are not working or or air works differently in the future that's a hologram
4: fire ray we have yeah. holograms they, in the present. Did they show that or did it you look like it. To me? I think yes. they were
2: just on fire.
4: They turn that shit off. They're like, Yeah. And it turns off. Oh, thank you. Oh, God. I'm sorry.
3: Did you not understand something, Ray? Okay, well now
4: <laughs> I'm now I'm moving back over to Gina's side. Not, <laughs> here's the deal. I understand
2: how fire works. Yeah. I never saw them turn it off and I was looking for Do it. Do you understand yeah, how I the think Jetsons you guys made work? that work? Or
3: were you also they like, don't. oh, my God, there's no such thing as robot maids. If they're going to make a robot maid, they need to make it orderly and suck all the joy from it.
4: OK, now, hold on, because I thought I understood the Jetsons. But then when they started introducing this magic shit, I was like, wait a minute. Thank Where's you. Where's the line? Where, what's science? What is, what is air quotes magic? What is an illusion? And what is actually just like a like a thing that they use their science for to make it look like a thing but if they do that then like nobody thinks it's magic because it's you know like oh my god the stove is now on fire what is happening it's a fucking wait gas stove. okay
3: so this is a legitimate question have you guys ever watched holiday specials of shows before i
2: mean often for this show yeah, have go. you
3: ever like when like let's say uh, like on saved by the bell for instance when there's a you know a jolly old man that they meet on Christmas time, who has a beard. And in the end, it's sort of implied that he might be Santa Claus. Do you complain about the fact that the other 364 days of the year, the Save by the Bell rules are pretty pretty rigid well, what you
2: described is perfectly reasonable television not this space future tv show that introduces very real magic that everyone agrees is real magic including teleportation including telekinesis including moving objects through the air causing them to disappear causing human body parts to become uh un- unattached to the body and so yet still fully working so would you say you again working.
3: Would you say again you wanted to suck the joy out of the episode and not have any magic? So now you have magic too. I would argue there was
2: no joy in this episode at all, and you're digging too hard. I disagree. I disagree. Like the possum in my backyard. I I disagree,
3: and I think that possum is delightful. Possum (laughs) is ruining
2: my backyard with all that digging.
4: Uh, We are getting away from the main point, which is that Jane. Is fucking hot in this nightmare? Oh my god, yes. So. I
3: I legitimately oh. wrote that down. I wrote which Jane is so hot.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it to an uncomfortable degree. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, like that's a good, that is a good look because she's normally like pretty, you know, they, they, uh, they modeled her after a 1950s housewife, yep. but they really like dirty her up a little bit. They get, they put some gel in her hair and she's sort of like got a ripped and torn look to her. And I was like, oh, this is Jane should like Elroy should wake up and be like, hey, mom, I'm going to draw a picture of what you should do with your style. <laughs> mom, you need to be more
4: Let me tell you <laughs> how? how to do it. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm trying to figure out, because it's 1985, I don't know if that is intended for her to look bad or if, like, one of the animators was like, you know what, this oh, is, uh, you know, like, they told me to make her look bad. I'm going to make her look a little punk. No. And I totally want to do it.
2: Uh, every I- animator in the universe is thirsty as hell, Chan, and you know this.
3: Yeah, I don't think, I don't think they, I think that the, literally the writers of this said, she comes in, she's not in her normal outfit, she's dressed like a witch. I think that was the direction that they gave them, and and because I don't know why you would make try and make her look bad if she's just supposed to be a witch. It's not like she's a, she's a crone.
4: Well, like a monster, because like there, like we talked about a little bit earlier, um, uh, George's eyes, like they mm-hmm. specifically go for like a uh, uh, like an unnatural, like his eyes turn creepy in a cartoony way, um, and so like maybe. The idea was that she was going to be like a horrible monster in the uh, dream because obviously the whole dream is supposed to scare, uh, the little shit, whatever his name is.
1: Uh, or-
2: no, Or-B-D. I just think that she was just supposed to be a witch. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Well, let's I take just, it over. are hot to <laughs> it's true, Dr. Scarum, who we meet here. He's making his own robot Frankenstein. He has a little other robot called Edgar, which is an Igor, you know, uh, template. I and liked both of these guys. Robot Frankenstein starts dancing, but it's not scary. It's not great for the wax museum. No, you
4: skipped over the part where, um, yes. like the uh, Jane is making breakfast, and uh, uh, we introduce George doing magic.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, look, magic is real in this world. He's the great Jet Sony. And uh, he's actually causing things to levitate in the air using literal magic that is really real in this Jetson's world. I cannot express how effing weird all of this is because he's like the Orco of this universe in that he can do the magic, but he fucks it up.
4: Well, the first sequence is him turning the egg into a, a, a Plutonian, some sort of peacock or something like that. Yeah. Uh, what he does is he like... like Abracadabra does a uh, a rhyme like he's fucking Zatanna uh, yep. and uh, uh, like disintegrates it. And so like I'm like, okay w- what is that? Is that like a trick that was supposed to uh, like uh, um, teleport in a, a peacock or whatever? Or like does he have like a space ray that destroys it? Or is it fucking literal magic?
3: Mm. Uh Literal magic. I think I think it's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's not. I think it's just cartoon rules. I think it's I think it's supposed to be he's doing illusions, but he's he's doing them poorly, and they're getting away from him, and and there's a little bit of actual magic.
2: Well, that's the thing, and I think we can uh, probably agree that at this level, 1985 Jetsons, the show has clearly jumped the shark by now. They've already added in the scrappy-do that is Orbity. George is now doing real magic. Like, I think the show pretty much lost its way at this point, and here we are.
3: I think you guys are overthinking this. I think you're supposed to watch it and enjoy the Halloweeniness. And uh, not be such miserable
2: fucks all the time. <laughs> I don't know what's
4: enjoyable about a Halloweenie, but um, I'm oh, not Chan. for it. Oh, man. I, I don't like
2: uh, it. So we're back at Dr. Scarum's place and Elroy and Orbity somehow, you know, again, this, there are no helicopter parents in the future. They just let their kids go wherever to buy cigarettes I mean, or whatever it is they're doing. He, first of all, he's 10. No parent of a 10 year old. You get thrown in jail. If you're black, if you let your 10 year old leave the house without you there.
3: Uh, I mean, it's it's first of all, it's it's space. So they've already eliminated all crime. It's space and the future. So they've eliminated all crime. He's with Orbity, who's who's sentient. It's not like he's just like a pet or something like that. He is literally referred to as their pet in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, What did
2: he do? Like, it's Wait, not like you're going to do yeah. What's he going to do to Jeffrey Dahmer?
3: He can go and get someone. Uh, uh Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's 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 10 years old. Normally, I would be the one that would be like, who the hell is letting a 10 year old wander around? But it's they, it's it's canon that they've uh, eliminated all crime and kid murder.
4: I mean, I don't know that this uh, this dude is not a kid murderer.
2: <laughs> yeah, Dr. Scarum they, literally murders children.
4: It is real unclear in a way that makes me think that there is room here.
2: Well, they, so Dr. Scarum is running the risk of losing his Waxite museum and costume-making shop uh, because everyone's is, going to see 3D movies, which is a little is bit Waxite
4: weird. Is supposed to be, like, like a fancy future wax.
2: Yeah, it's it's a wax museum, but with robots. And it's also just of robot. I really don't understand it. Look, it's much like the Flintstones. They're going out of their way to make a a futuristic pun as opposed to a Stone Age pun that doesn't necessarily have to hold up.
3: No, here's the thing. There's tons of creatures in the background that are not are not robots. There's like big hairy ones. There's other ones. He he makes but them. But move. yeah, wa- waxite is basically the
2: futuristic version of wax. Here
4: does it do because they're not doing anything. And but also the,
2: the one monkey what, thing does something, right?
4: With the monkey thing. There's
2: like a gorilla like monster that's like beating his chest at some point. Like they're yeah, not motionless I mean, wax figures.
3: No, what he's trying to do is because he's trying to get the Frankenstein's monster robot. To be a waxite figure that scares people upon entry, which is why he's disappointed that it's doing it's dancing instead of. So, so this waxite museum is these sort of like living half half wax half robot creatures that do things as as people walk through them.
4: But then they're just, I mean, like it's how are they're animatronic robots, which we have already.
3: Yeah, basically that's why he's saying no one
2: no one wants to go there anymore. You guys will be shocked he, to hear this. The it, word wax site isn't real. They made it up for this. There is no actual waxite anything.
3: That's your issue with this? There's a
2: there's a character that's a literal alien. <laughs> like I, I
4: don't understand what his business model is he he don't understand how anybody would want to go to his uh thing in the first place much less like oh now people don't want to come to my thing
3: wait so you don't like wax museums
4: but what is this thing that's waxite uh also like wax museums are weird
2: Uh, i like wax museums but like for like 10 minutes you know, like, I mean, way, I, like, think, oh, I they mean, look like the people, are cool. but this is like why, why it's like,
3: why go anywhere? Like he's, he's specifically trying to create creatures that will be a draw.
2: So uh, and this, so here's the deal. So he turns to uh, uh, Dr. Scarum turns to Edgar, the robot and says, we must kidnap Orbity because we will put him on display in the wax site museum and people will come from all over to see this Orbity." Very uh, clearly you're, says you're,
3: you're, assuming a lot there. What do you, what he actually just says is, oh, we need to, he's the, he's the thing that will save the business. If mm-hmm. I had a creature like him, then it could save
2: the business. Mm-hmm. And she then he sends crazy. Edgar out to kidnap him and yeah. he's <laughs> stuck on a movie theater floor.
4: He wants them to, uh, uh, he wants to make already a permanent part of his collection. Which, uh, like, looking back at how it uh, turns out, um, uh, it's like, okay, maybe um, Uh he's not going to murder him and stuff him. Uh, He just wants to, like, make a model of him. Yeah. why is he kidnapping him?
2: That's the point. He's being very explicit with what he wants to do and then is acting to do that thing. So when this ending occurs, I'm very upset. Uh, I don't... See, here's the thing. I don't...
3: I would have to watch it again, uh, but, like, like, it could very well be... Because I like the fact that that they did a misdirect where it looks like they're evil, but it turns out they're not. But the robot during the movie is trying to say, like, oh, my boss wants to talk to you, whatever he is... Whatever he's saying. Like, he's... Which, like, in the moment feels like, oh, he's luring them in. But it could there's nothing explicitly that doesn't say maybe he wants to bring him back there to talk to him. They just, um, let, they just like are trying to play it like that because it's not scary for him to be like, Hey, by the way, my boss wants to sculpt you. Uh, is that cool? Cause then there's nothing scary about it. So instead he's saying, all right, you must come with me. Mm-hmm. Well, okay.
4: That is fine. Uh, well, I, I, I could buy that. Uh, but when we get to later, When we get to the show, Mm -hmm. like uh, uh, Mm -hmm. that makes that does not track. This is
2: my entire point.
4: He could just say your
3: entire point, Ray. You just made the point that he's trying to that he explicitly said he was going to kidnap him, which he doesn't. Uh, except that he
2: basically does.
3: I mean, he I mean, he sends it. out that's the not, robot to not, kidnap you him. You just changed the
2: word explicitly that I said to basically, which are two. Well, he, they took the fox word. out. But I mean, you know, it was still pretty explicit.
4: <laughs> well, they did. Like That's what I'm saying is I'm looking at the actual words. Yeah. And, uh, they phrase it in such a way. Yes. It could have been meaning to do but. that. Bu- there is to so the part where he actually kidnaps him,
2: yes. There's such a the thing as plausible deniability. I would argue this deniability is far from plausible. That's my problem.
3: You didn't understand it and you got embarrassed, so now you're trying to rewrite what, what you said earlier. I'm, I'm, it crazy, makes right so right I'm
2: embarrassed that you celebrate Columbus Day, but here we are. <laughs>
4: Yeah, there's still no explicit denial of uh Gina's uh not. I don't even know. Columbus we weren't even talking about
3: Columbus Day. I don't even know <laughs> oh, why this is a topic. Nothing. We were talking still about nothing. how you two hate Ooh. Halloween and, ah, and Gina. joy. Look at the pivot. Gina
4: hates indigenous people. And the oh, somehow Dang. Ray <laughs> l- l- l-
3: l- like clung <laughs> on to the only insult that he could think of for an Italian person that wasn't just explicitly racist.
2: <laughs> look at that pivot. Okay, so. No. G.I. <laughs> Joe will return after these
0: messages.
2: Everybody's headed to Dairy Queen for a DQ Kids picnic. Only Dairy Queen lets you pick your favorite food and your favorite
4: treat. And for a limited time, you can pick your favorite Jetsons outer space toy. Pick George and Jane's space sphere. Elroy's intergalactic twirler. Astro's treadmill workout. Or Rolling Rosie.
2: Get your pick with every DQ Kids picnic you buy. Only at Dairy Queen. Now, back to G.I. Joe. <laughs> we now get to the part where uh, George Jetson is performing real magic with his boss, Spacely, with the three boxes on top of each other, and you stand in it, I close it, and then I open the box, and your head's, like, at the bottom, your feet are at the top, except that, like, we see that his feet are coming from literal nothing, open space from the top and moving mm-hmm. around. So he is yep. literally performing actual body horror magic here at which point Cogswell gives them a call and says we have a costume contest every single year whoever has the best contest or whoever's best costume is going to win $5000 and 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 Spacely's a dumb piece of shit so he says let's make it 10 even though I always lose which and and for the boss of this large company I would think $10000 wouldn't be that big a deal except but it this seems is... like it's a very big deal to him what happened to inflation
4: no This is twenty two. The year twenty two hundred dollars in nineteen eighty five dollars. So when you uh, you. like work that out, it's like uh, eighteen billion dollars.
2: It's a lot of money.
4: It is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah.
2: So that's basically it. Nothing of note happens here. We set up the costume competition. I mean, yeah, and real of
4: note. Is that his the thing that he's doing right now? The box is a fucking badass costume. He could have just gone with that That's and won name. the won the ten billion dollars, or what is what is it a uh, 40 41 billion won, is that <laughs> the number that we're all supposed to be using now. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's euros. Uh,
3: it's probably community. not super comfortable though. Like I wouldn't want to go to a Halloween party in that costume. I would have a hard time like feeding myself all the the hors d'oeuvres.
4: Gina, do you want squid game money or not? Like, are you willing to be a little bit uncomfortable and maybe see a bunch of your friends get shot because they don't know how to play red light, green light? I mean,
3: honestly, no, I don't deal well with being uncomfortable. If someone was like, you need to sit in this 75 degree room for for 10 billion dollars, I'd be like, nope, 72 or nothing.
4: Well, then it's maybe right. now you know what the indigenous people felt like when Christopher Columbus oh, waltzed shit. right up and started taking <laughs> their shit.
2: I don't. Moving forward. <laughs> I also want, I just like, uh, why does he want to kidnap Orbity? It's so dumb. Elroy and Orbity go to see the movie. This is uh, where the uh, robot gets. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, what color is Orbity? Why does he repeatedly change colors during because the entire episode? Because when he's scared, episode? oh, my God, Ray. But he turns for seemingly scared, no he reason. He's not yellow. emotion. It's just we cut to him, and he's yellow. And then we cut to him, and no, he's red. No, they show him changing. When he, as he gets scared, he turns.
3: He slowly turns yellow. When he blushes, he, his whole body turns red. This isn't that difficult a concept to grasp. He is an This alien. is
2: too much for you me. Know,
3: this
4: I Orbity feel like monster. I, I feel like this one is uh, uh, the animators like kept screwing it up. They're like, you know what? It's a thing he changes colors because of you. emotions uh, go home.
2: It doesn't even have to add up. He just changes colors when we feel like it, when the colorist gets it wrong. I That's the impression <laughs> I got out of it. I was having a hard time with it and yes and uh, uh, Igor is there to kidnap Orbity very explicitly he goes back without him Dr. Scarum gets very angry and said why did you not kidnap Orbity and he goes I got stuck to the movie theater floor and they got away they got away I was not able to kidnap the alien that is not what he says
4: Okay hold on Jan? hold on My master
2: needs you <laughs> Thank you
4: so, my master needs you is Thank not explicitly uh kidnapping uh let me he see he is trying to
2: kidnap him what do you mean no not you to can't. kidnapping? Uh you can't what do you mean lost him i simply must have that fuzzy little creature for my collection That's Like, thank you explicit, very much thank pretty you very explicit much what you, he wants there Ray,
3: do not shift the goalposts you literally just said he very explicitly says kidnap he says the word kidnap we could play back what you just said, and now you're shifting the goalposts again. That's not at all. He just wants to take... Wait a wrong. minute. Okay,
2: he didn't say kidnap. He just wants to forcibly take the alien away from his family and to Dr. Scarum. But it's not kidnapping. Chan, I mean, what are we talking here? about did right he, now? Did
3: Ray or did he not just say he explicitly uses the word kidnap?
4: He does not use the word kidnap in uh, uh, this, him saying I must have him for my collection, Is is deeply suspect uh, because he's not saying like I need the design or anything. He's like I must have this, but he doesn't
3: at any point say kidnap. This is this is obviously I mean obviously because we all watch the same episode. I'm not sure we
4: did did. we did we. (laughs) It's
3: it's it's like purposeful like like they're purposely not using the word because of because of what happens at the end true uh, for the fake out. Like, it's not true. like you're, you're annoyed that a show isn't being a, a kid's show, isn't being upfront about a twist that is supposed to happen at the end.
2: This is the point. It's not necessarily, it's, it's the words that are real, real up against the thing they're doing, but the actions of them actually, Kidnapping the creature and and acting as if they're going to kidnap the creature okay, and then okay. doing it, so mixed with the words to all of a sudden try to negate all of that. Okay, so when gaslighted. we watched the GI Joe episode about
3: yeah. the window wiper, yes, and he keeps calling and saying weird ass shit. You loved it. You loved that episode. You thought it was fun even though it's very fucking weird that this dude is calling and just keeps saying this thing. That's right. But, as, but uh, once it's not GI Joe, you
2: have a problem with it. I'm
4: back on in, Gina's side now.
2: Thank that you. Is, it, here's is, the deal. In most things, GI Joe nonsense gets grandfathered in as far as I'm concerned.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but um, Jetsons are so much older. Like if we're grandfathered, yeah, but I never them,
2: liked like the Thank you.
3: But Um, I'm saying, like, if your issue is like, oh my God, they're trying too hard to make the words not sound like, like, there's this is no different than every other cartoon than than something every other cartoon has had. I just gave a perfect example. Uh, so the fact that you're, you're mad about this or didn't understand it yeah, or whatever but, okay, wait a minute.
2: is just, but the, stupid. But the wind the, vi- the wiper in GI Joe didn't show up and start like trying to shoot people or anything like he didn't actually commit crimes. Like he was just calling to give information and GI Joe ran, done,
3: but done in, in a weird way. Like what we were just discussing was like, oh, the weird, the wording is so weird. I must have you this blah, 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 blah. And I'm trying to point out to you. It's no different than what they did in GI Joe, where what he was calling and saying constantly sounded vaguely threatening.
2: I I I I hear what you are saying but in this particular context I firmly disagree. But what I really want to talk about at this moment here is what a bootlicking piece of shit George Jetson is. This guy is an embarrassment. He's not alpha or beta or sigma. This guy is what's another one chan? What's another Greek letter? Why are you asking Move. chan? Delta, Move. zeta, yeah. He's Moo. that's what he is. <laughs> Wait a minute
4: okay hold on now like uh, uh, um, you said that in a tone of voice that suggested that I don't know the Greek alphabet. no
3: I'm I'm assuming you do. I just don't know why he only asked you as if I wouldn't know any.
4: I mean uh show of hands who here was uh, in a fraternity or sorority?
2: my hand is down as is, as is mine. Oh, somebody's
4: hands up here. Somebody
2: visual can. medium of podcasts. I'm mm-hmm. so excited you we went with the sight mm-hmm. gag. Chan, you were in a fraternity or a sorority. That would imply Indeed. you know about Greek letters. And did and Ray, did you
3: know that before you uh before you singled out Chan for some knowledge?
2: Um, I plead the fifth on this. I can neither confirm yep. or deny any statements. <laughs> uh, I do not recall my actions of that time.
4: I mean, here's the thing. Uh Ray is accidentally right twice a day, so <laughs> we gotta you. give him this one.
2: And I'm very proud of it, too. Thank you. That's what makes Gina so upset with me most of the time. I don't th-
3: no, you weren't right. you i I also know Greek alphabets. You just assumed that I did it or that Chan would know. For some well, reason, it's not even a science thing. If it was a science you know why? thing, it's because, I would understand.
2: Gina, when somebody is in a fraternity or sorority, they really ooze it with all of their person and character. It's very oh, easy to I pick up. I hate
3: everything on. about this. Uh, everything about this podcast episode. I hate. I hate it so much. I liked the episode of the Jetsons, but I hate this actual podcast recording so much. So
4: this is what you get. This is what you get for wanting a uh, uh, Halloween themed episodes. It's going to get up I, st- I still
3: want them. I just want you two not to be joyless fucks, and I want you to admit when Ray is being a dumbass, Chan. Just because he's on your side with with the with the episode, you thinking the episode is bad and you not liking the episode, just admit he's wrong.
4: Oh, I think if you uh, uh, if we go back to the tapes, I am uh, admitting uh, when he is wrong. I I take Thank great you. joy in it.
2: I mean, there is a very clear hashtag out there that is called Ray is right. That I mean it really can't be disputed. So I don't know what we're talking about. But also
4: your fans are called rabies, so I don't know how Uh, only the the very young
2: ones. Only the very ten and under are called rabies. That's right.
4: (laughs) Wait, what? How did you just make this weird again?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Really what I specialize in, isn't it? So George Jetson says, I know this great place to go get a costume to win the contest, boss. And if it's bad, you can fire me. And I'm just like, shut your fucking God damn it. God damn it, George. Just he's no, such no, no. a boot looking dumbass. No,
4: no, 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 no. Hear me out. Yes. You can't collect unemployment unless you're fired. This dude so they stay. has been trying to get fired so hard this entire episode. It's clear to me now what's going on. I mean, uh,
2: he, he's the only one of this family of four who works, and they live in an apartment building. So I don't think they're like oozing money, and I don't first know of that all, unemployment the, benefits. The, they're not just first of all elitist. Second
3: of all, they're not just apartment building. They're like skyscrapers. Like if you're a family that lives in
2: an apartment, in yeah, New they're York, projects. They live they... in the projects. They're large, gigantic buildings <laughs> to house as many people in as few square feet as possible. Oh my god. also
3: i will say it's a running bit that like he that that his boss is always sort of threatening to fire him yeah george knows not to take him seriously
2: i think that's a hostile work environment i think if i worked in a place where i was constantly being threatened with fired every three days i would probably go seek other employment even if it's the horrible capitalism of the jetsons future
3: no, this is this was a this was a big thing in cartoons of the day. They did it on the Flintstones, also.
2: Yeah,
4: with
3: Doesn't the Flintstones it boss, it was just like, oh, everyone hates their boss, and their
2: boss is always threatening to fire them. I, I feel think like it's because I've gotten really into really quick, Chad. I've gotten into that one Reddit thread of like, uh, I don't have to work here, and you're asking too oh. much of me, and now I quit. <laughs> these text exchanges that have been going around the last week. I've been deep into these reading as many as I can. And now anytime a boss is acting even slightly shitty, I just want the employee to just be like, I'm done. Eat my ass. Uh, It was a running bit on regular show too, that it was, it was that Benson's catchphrase
3: was you're fired so much so that the regular show movie was save the universe from yourselves or you're fired. So it's a very, it's a very easy, thing to understand that bosses are constantly riding their employees but deep down
2: you know who else else turned that into a very popular catchphrase the 45th Nazi president of the United States so maybe it's not the best (laughs) bit in the world
3: Uh, he he, I will say he did it after regular show was already doing it so
2: (laughs) I gotta check timelines on that because that show's been around a long time that show's been a long time Uh, let's see Uh, Okay, all of
4: this is incidental. We have to talk about my headcanon, which is that in the uh, Jetsons world, there is UBI. So what's happening (laughs) here is not like a, a, you know, you're fired kind of situation. This is a real codependent relationship where, you know, like uh, um, George is going into work for the abuse. Um, Spacely is is there to abuse and he's going to fire him. But he's going to hire him back the next day because otherwise, how is he going to, you know, uh, go home and satisfy his wife if uh, he doesn't get to do this thing during the day where he feels like a real man? You know what I'm saying?
2: So he's like a, a space dominatrix. Is that what I'm hearing?
4: No, 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 no. Come on, man. He's he just goes got in for some... the
2: humiliation.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And then
2: gets off on it. Mm hmm. And then gets fired every day, and then mm-hmm. shows back up at work, so so he could feel like a real man. So you're yeah, talking yeah. basically about Spacely being a space dominatrix. Uh,
4: no. What I'm saying is Spacely is the one who uh, needs that. Uh, to uh, to complete. To complete. To
2: complete. So, oh, okay. Complete. Oh, maybe they both do. You know what? I'm. Yeah. I'm, I, I think George needs it as do. much. You said codependent relationship. Yeah. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they both need whatever's going on here, and it's upsetting to me.
4: It's a very no-exit situation where they're trapped in a hell of their own (laughs) making. Uh, They can't leave. Like, they could. They could. Like, they literally have, you know, uh, uh, have money, so there's not a problem. But they just can't quit each other.
3: Yeah, I I always got the impression that the Jetsons were supposed to be uh, at at the lowest middle class. Because, like, in, in episodes, they always... You know, El Elroy will want the newest toy or something, and they'll and they'll get it for him. Or they have the newest version of a dream machine that like gives you the the dreams, whatever dreams you want, type of things. Yeah. Uh, so I think this job pr- probably pays pretty well, and plus, like, you know, maintenance for Rosie the robot can't be cheap. Can't be. Can't be. No, I that's feel a fair like point.
4: George does it himself. He oh yeah, like, I do want to try and do that. Yeah,
3: I mean, maybe in the future robots don't. Maybe maybe they know how to maintenance, maintenance themselves. Oh no, yeah.
2: is George Jetson the guy who does all those self repairs on a house, for example? Yeah, like yeah. the roof mm-hmm. or the the shelving or the yeah. pipe work, and then fucks it all up for the next person. Yeah, yeah, could and, be anybody I'm talking about when, right now. But George when he Jetson, sell- when he sells
3: this, when he sells this high rise to to a young single woman. After he moves out, he's gonna tell her everything's fine, and then she's
2: gonna discover he lied. Oh man! Uh, So George Jensen goes into the costume shop. (laughs) Well, just move on. We're upsetting Gina enough today.
3: (laughs) You know what? I've zoned out. I've zoned out. I'm looking up Snoopy Christmas pajamas now. So (laughs) Jesus Christ! I'm looking up Thanksgiving
4: yet, Gina? Gina? Yeah, but these are
2: the ads that I'm getting. (laughs) And guess what? You're about to get a lot more of them now. As will me and Chan. From proximity. <laughs>
4: God damn it.
2: Um
1: no, I mean, George. Jetson, delightful.
2: George goes into this uh, uh Dr. Scarum's costume shop, and uh, Dr. Scarum and Edgar invite themselves over later that evening to his house in a very bizarre thing because he puts it together Jetson Jetson. It's the kid, it's the Orbity we want to explicitly kidnap, and we want to go over to the house in order to kidnap the alien for our own devices. I just wrote down here this episode's starting to get real dumb. This episode All right, hold on, real hold on.
4: Because uh, ostensibly he's there to kidnap Orbity. But this line here. I certainly, it would be my pleasure to come to your home tonight and give you private lessons. I think he wants to fuck.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy.
4: I mean, took a turn. it's my pleasure. Let me go to your home and give you private lessons. Uh, oh, by
3: the way, or- Orbity is played by Frank Welker, yes, as it is. Oh, is
4: every
2: every adorable <laughs> creature from the 80s. That's
4: yeah, right. Frank Welker is, is G- a god.
2: G- Gina messaged us earlier, is there anything Frank Welker isn't in? And me and Chan almost immediately, no.
3: I mean any any time there is a like in in this one Orbity is a lot is
2: just he's just a lot
3: of like we're talking
2: about finding a niche for yourself and finding the right spot at the right time. Frank yeah, Elkley any any of
3: those types of things like of which I mean I'm sure his quote by this point was insane. So the fact that they did they did that for a creature that's essentially just like is
2: is hilarious.
4: I mean, so, however many uh, uh, stuffed Orbities they sold definitely paid for that.
2: Oh, boy. So we're now over at the Jetson's house. He's juggling eggs. Do I have this right? He's juggling yeah. eggs here.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: uh, Scarab then comes the over. Pigeons. Yeah, he L- creates uh, life. Oh, yes. Creates and
4: then life he's like, and the, and they fly out and he says, ah, oh, 20 bucks right out the window. And I'm like, you motherfucker. You were juggling eggs. Good on you for you know actually knowing how to juggle. Um, sure. And they poof turn into pigeons in the air yeah. for 20 bucks? Holy shit. You go out and get 10 of those, man, yeah, because sure. that is not a large price to pay for an amazing goddamn trick. Uh, magic or not, I'm going to assume it's an illusion and like little robots or something like that. Yeah. Cool hell. How dare you bitch about it? Oh, 20 bucks out the window. Hmm. I would make or the other
3: argument in season two, by the way. So oh, it's not boy. like he was he was some sort of jump the shark type of thing. Season
4: two of the Jetsons, uh, the 60s or the 80s, because I think he was explicitly an 80s
2: creation. I believe so, because the Jetsons had many iterations. Uh, let's see. Well, I'll move forward as Gina figures this out for us, because Elroy tries to tell George and the family, this man tried to touch me in a bicycle shop and nobody's no. hearing him. Nobody's listening. It's on. Un- that's one of my, I think the most unfortunate tropes of the 1980s is the bad man is here. The kid who's in peril tries to tell his parents and his parents tell him to shut the fuck up. And I think it unfortunately led societally to us uh, allowing abuse of children Uh, 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 that upsets me. I do not like this trope whatsoever. And it only ever started when I had a kid of my own. Weirdly. (laughs)
3: Uh, It's fine.
2: They're fine. Yeah. That's 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 uh, Chan. Where do you come down on this line?
4: (laughs) I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've known it for a long time and, uh, I don't know. I have, uh, empathy. So I was concerned about it before having a child.
3: Wow! I mean, it's literally every single show that has ever existed at some point has had a the kid is
2: in danger episode. So I don't know why this is the one that made Ray angry about it. It's not just that when he tries to express a problem the parents weren't interested in listening to their own kid who had something very that, this important this is the to first say. time
3: you've seen that in a cartoon i'm i'm sure if i thought for five minutes i could think of a a gi joe episode where a kid uh, is trying to s- explain something to the, the joe they and- believe
2: believe children gina and also it's always upset me but it just upsets me even more now, given, you know, go listen to my three dads. Uh, maybe we'll <laughs> see that. So, Gina uh, doesn't uh, listen
4: to podcasts. what are you doing, right? Mean, I, I don't
2: even know, know what the fuck a podcast is. I mean, that's also <laughs> true. These are all facts. Uh, uh, so, he, uh, uh, Dr. Scarum disappears, Astro, the dog, and says, Oh, the dog is gone. And now he's back. Poof. Now I need a second kidnappable alien perhaps a skeptic someone who doesn't want to do it that would be perfect that they they force they force orbity into the chamber and he says george i'm me and me and uh edgar are gonna get in one chamber orbity the other we're gonna it's gonna be magic i'm not really gonna explain it very well but george you're gonna do the trick boom boom ba, boom everyone's disappeared orbity has been kidnapped very explicitly
4: uh yeah, at this point uh 100%. Uh
2: There's no like you, could can, you like, can twist the words as much as you want to. They have kidnapped this pet.
4: Yeah, they're in their house. He could say, "Hey, do you want would you like me to uh make a costume uh out of you? Can I get per- your permission to use your uh, uh use your likeness and uh uh you'll be everywhere and you'll get a cut of the of the, you know, uh, profits. It's a very and... easy
2: conversation to have when you're already in their house. Yeah. Except Orbity is too afraid to listen to reason. But they're not asking Orbity.
4: He's surrounded by uh, family. He could have said, like, all right, Orbity is being a little whack right now. George, George listen to me. You like money. Look,
3: there's a lot of chaos going on. Wouldn't you rather bring him to a quiet place and then say, hey, how about this? Which clearly, when they find Orbity later, he is super into
4: uh, okay, now we're back in a kid murder again. because Yeah, think this is some a quiet Stockholm, place
2: some is Stockholm like Syndrome.
4: You don't ever go to a second location. That's that's how that works.
3: Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, an ad for Snoopy Halloween
2: shoots just showed up on my Facebook channel. This so. is going
4: all over the place. Jesus
2: Christ. Arbor Day Snoopy. You love it. Buy this. <laughs> Got to open up Facebook just to see. Now I'm curious. <laughs> am I going to get Arbor Day Snoopy? <laughs> We do have a
4: podcast to do, so if anybody wants to continue doing it... Do.
3: I, I, you know what? If you, would, if you would both stop being stupid,
2: I wouldn't have to look at ads of, Sno- of Snoopy. Uh, I'm not getting any ads, so I think Facebook is broken right now. <laughs> uh, okay, now we go back to the museum. George and Elroy go... And they says, we need to break into the museum. And George like, this is a place of business. And I was like, dude, we got to break in. What are you talking about? It's a weird conversation. So they go in and they get, uh, they're going to menace. Uh, George is like, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. And then Frankenstein uh, takes a swing. No, he takes a swing of Frankenstein. I don't even know. No. But then
4: he swing dances.
2: Yeah, he swing it. dances. Thank you. thank you. But it's very violent.
3: <laughs> Have you ever seen swing dancing? Stop it's projecting
2: onto this children's cartoon what you don't understand. <laughs> Look, I, I'll never understand swing dancing. I'm happy to go on the record right now. I don't know why people boot scoot and boogie. I don't understand why people do that one dance to every song that comes on in country western bars. I, I don't understand. It's a cultural thing. I will never come to grips with.
4: I'm I'm back on right side again for the record.
2: This is how I feel about sports. so okay at this point the reveal happens that dr scarum just wanted to make an orbity costume 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 i don't know what's happening right now it's late it's not late this is weird um he what he but he could he saw pictures of orbity he could have just taken his photo and gone and just done it I don't understand why he needed to kidnap the pet. No, he's taking its Will measurements. while it was terrified. He's taking in order measurements. To make this measurements, and, these costumes are and, human-sized. And also, by the way, he's size. not
3: terrified. He's super into it. And he's like now, really excited that he's gonna be
2: you know, famous. When I abducted that child off the street and brought it over to my house, that kid was really scared. But when he saw I had Nintendo, everything was cool.
3: Uh, first of all, I believe in his species Orbity is an adult.
4: Is he?
2: Is he? Is I don't know. Is this
4: like a uh, Nibbler situation?
3: Uh, I don't know. I saw like a, a brief description of him and it said like he's, you know, he's one of the last of his kind. and uh. But yeah, so I don't know.
4: No, no, because uh, uh, Elroy uh, finds the egg. Uh, uh, yeah,
3: but I mean, you don't uh, know—you don't know how fast uh, they age. There's an egg in Mork and Mindy, also, and then uh, what's his face pops out. his baby. No, no, and I'm Jonathan talking about I'm Jonathan. talking about his his right. his baby. Yeah,
4: right. His the father. It's his father, isn't it?
3: No, it's his baby. It's Who his starts baby.
4: out old and then gets younger.
3: Yeah, it's That's his correct. kid that he when has. Brain
2: starts young and gets old.
3: Yeah, he he has a kid with Mindy. He he hatches from an egg. And it's his kid.
4: Uh, I'm really okay. I'm, I am Googling Orkin physiology. <laughs> um, y'all, y'all playing around with your computers like we don't have a job to do right now.
3: Look, I'm just saying Jonathan Winters was supposed to be the baby of Mork and Mindy.
2: I, I agree with Gina a thousand percent on this.
4: What the fuck? What did I Google? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, no. he, be, be, do not put that Orkin, on my wall, Chan
2: because
3: of Orkin physiology uh Orkins age backwards, starting with elderly adult bodies, but with the mind of a child regressing to their feeble old kids
4: or uh Orkin physiology is one hundred percent membranes with no liver and three hearts
3: <laughs> that's what? To get something different. <laughs> Get out of there. You've discovered some sort of weird Area 52 website. The math
4: doesn't even check out. Second, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Chan,
2: You are one click away from fear of holes pictures. You better get the (laughs) fuck out of there right now.
3: (laughs) Yeah, they're coming. The men in suits are coming to get you, Chan.
2: No. I regret nothing. (laughs) So. To wrap this episode up, this is the big reveal, is that he wants to make a costume of Orbity this whole time. Uh, You can't forgive the kidnapping. I'm sorry. I do. He's deluding the kidnapping the whole time, performs Mm -hmm. kidnapping at the end. Everybody's like, oh, you misunderstood. Get the fuck out of here. I misunderstood. Orbity's into it.
4: I mean, it's fine now that he's like, uh, and there's money involved. And they're all like, well, I guess a little molestation's fine, right?
2: You know, but, Elizabeth uh, Smart didn't run away for 12 years, so I guess it was cool. Look, Ooh. everyone knows that kids are a
3: drain uh, financially, emotionally. If you can get some money for them,
2: do it. I'm now convinced a thousand percent. Gina was Kimmy Schmidted at a young <laughs> age for a certain period of time. I'm convinced. Hell of-
3: no, I was, I-, too, I was too grumpy and, to be Kimmy Schmidt I would have someone up.
4: I feel like uh, if we actually ran a DNA test we would find out her parents are not her parents.
0: <laughs> yeah,
4: kidnapped her at some point. I'm sorry, not kidnapped her, uh, just wanted oh, to, make, I wanted a to, to make a costume for her. Yeah,
3: of of but you in know what? I'm, I'm okay with it what? so it's not considered kidnapping.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how it that's works it. legally. Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. that's
3: right. I don't even think you can kidnap an Orbity. He's not legally a thing
4: wow okay so now now people are people if they're not up to your standard Uh, what is orbiting three fifths of a
2: person is that what you're saying well well, thank you for being on the show dave Chappelle. i appreciate you being here (laughs) uh you're very famous um yeah
3: give me my 35 million (laughs) (laughs)
2: dollars oh god i wish uh okay Fast forward to the end of the episode before all of us get each other in all the trouble uh, more so <laughs> than we already have. Uh, there's a big costume contest. So of course, uh, Spacely is dressed like Orbity Cogswell shows up as Orbity as well, which also makes no sense because his costume was just made that day for yeah. Spacely. So I'm a little bit confused how Cogswell no, just got one them. in one I mean, day. Yeah, w- it's, the you, same, no. it's the same. It's the same day. Have-
4: when you have replicators in the future, you can absolutely. Yeah. and yeah. he
3: clearly but, says it's going to be the hot costume for Halloween. But don't like, people it's buy not their like costumes he's got, he's before like the hour orphans, before? It's not like he's got orphans sewing each individual thing. Like literally on the Jetsons, they hit a button and like breakfast is created. He for can real, make uh, a costume and then copy it times a billion.
4: I think he might actually have orphans sewing. Not because he needs them, <laughs> but just because he wants them.
2: <laughs> I would go with that. Um, and then the weirdest, I never heard these rules before. So they say, oh, we tied. We have the same costume. So Cogswell says, you owe me the 10 grand because I won last year. So in a case of a tie, last year wins. And I would have punched the fuck out of that dude in that moment. Like, Yeah, he's clearly lying.
4: Here. I mean, yeah, here's the I thing. there be uh, violence. Uh, Sprocket is uh, paying up, which means that at some point they signed some sort of contract <laughs> that that he agreed to. Uh, so you that one's on him. Happen? That's right. on him.
2: You know what? Not gonna fight it. You know what? Those, are... if he agrees to the rules, and it doesn't matter what the rules are. He agreed to them.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's, true. it's dumb. It's like when you uh, uh uh sign a contract for a no DQ match. When there are run ins, whose fault is it?
2: Not theirs. Oh, oh. It's
4: yours. Or you like shouldn't find you, that match
2: when you legally sign your rights away after being kidnapped, saying everything was okay. Right, Gina? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
2: This holds up. <laughs> and that's our show. That was the Jetsons haunted Halloween from uh, nineteen eighty-five.
4: I did notice uh uh yeah, Frank Welker's in the credits. So is John Chris Felusi. I had forgotten that uh like what? he was doing Hanna Barbera stuff before he went and uh, uh also, yeah. Oh, wow. So I'm just gonna bring back the fact that uh um this uh scarum dude is definitely uh molesting children. <laughs>
2: Well, you want to know what, I mean, didn't I say before all animators are thirsty? You put John K in there. It kind of proves my point. Yeah, a lot.
4: yeah. You know what? Sorry, Gina. Ray is right on this one.
2: Thank Ugh. you. Give me the yes. hashtag, everybody. Ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Ring the Ray is right bell. The Ray train is moving from the station.
3: Uh, I'm sure uh, 16 months from now, when Sir Moxford decides to tweet at us about this episode that I have no memory <laughs> of oh my saying God. that Ray is correct, I will be very upset that, Gina, that one person tweets about it.
4: Gina, you are saying that. Like, 15 minutes from now, you're going to remember a word that was said on this episode. Oh, also absolutely.
3: True. I, I, I scrub my brain after each one of these. In fact, I don't even remember now what we were
2: talking about at the start of this episode. <laughs> I just know I'm mad for some reason.
3: Yeah, the I'm emotions
2: today even if the actual content disappears she leaves every episode violently angry at me and Chan but mostly me and no, really yeah, doesn't you know, like, remember usually, why
3: i feel like i feel like there there have been times when like chan never likes episodes of things cuz he's grumpy <laughs> but usually he agrees with me that ray is is uh 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 mentally deranged
2: all right fair I've heard nothing I disagree with so far.
3: So the fact that he's not just like calling Ray Medley deranged this whole whole time has made me angrier than
2: usual.
4: Yeah, that's fair.
2: (laughs) You know what? I can see that. When when Chan, when my insanity is to a point that Chan's like he's starting to make sense, I could see how that would make you very upset.
3: (laughs) Yeah, because I feel like Chan always hates whatever we watch. Uh, wh- whatever we watch, but it's he agrees that you're mentally deranged. You usually like whatever we watch. Also true. Uh, and I always like whatever we watch. So usually between the two of you, I get, I get, I'm like fifty percent okay. Because Ray, you usually will agree that you liked it, and Chan will usually agree that Ray is a dum dum. <laughs> but today, but here is you just, got
2: nothing on either side. We both didn't just care give, for giving this. you given me nothing. <laughs> we both agree I'm right about everything. So that's, I'm going to take this as a big old W. We're just going to rename this episode Ray Gets a Dub on Knowing is Half the Podcast. No. Uh, and then, in, colon, Jetson's Haunted Halloween.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's not accurate, but uh, like I, I don't have control of the feed, so what am I gonna do about it?
3: Uh, you know what? There's there's a lot, there are a lot more Halloween cartoons on in the HBO
2: Max, uh, Halloween cartoon
1: section. Are they so, also
2: trash <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> shots fired. Well, Gina, here's the good news you get to pick one more of them until Halloween, Hell and that's yeah. all we're gonna get. So, you better nail this one. I'm gonna purposely pick
3: just a tear a really terrible one so that you, you guys are did. longing so you guys are longing for oh this God.
2: day okay here's the deal challenge has been given gauntlet has been thrown at the end of next week's episode gina will have picked out of this catalog the worst thing she could possibly find
4: Ooh. and
2: if at the episode at the end of the episode we're gonna ask a question to myself and cham will we have wished we had just rewatched the Jetsons haunted Halloween does what Gina picked out, make us miss this. That will be the ultimate deciding factor uh, of everything. That will be whether Gina wins Halloween or not. (laughs) I'm going to not only pick a bad thing. I'm
3: going to pick one. That's like, you're, you're just the stuff of nightmares. I can't wait. It's going to be spiders crawling inside holes inside people's faces. And it's going to be someone, you know, making fun
2: of big white guys. Whatever Gee, Ray's is, fear that's is, not, I guess. That's not really a fear. That's, no, that's no. more of a normalcy. I don't no, know no. what you're it's, talking about.
4: It's going to be someone eating into a microphone. <laughs>
2: Okay, if you do that, you're going to piss me off. I'm not going to lie. I'll be very upset by that. Yeah,
3: it's going to be someone eating loud chips while spiders crawl in and out of
2: holes on their face. Gina, Gina finds the spookiest ASMR video on HBO Max somehow also being a cartoon from the 80s. I'm going to tell no, you, no, put no. this together. I'm going to applaud you at the end of the episode. No, no,
4: no. no I'm, I'm saying we're going to take all of the fetters off. You find us the most the worst half hour of Halloween themed nonsense you can find. I don't give a shit if it's animated or, or uh, live action. We're going to open I don't this care up if it's on HBO max. You find us the thing that you think is the worst.
2: <laughs> you're going to break us. This. Oh, this is a good challenge. Gina, I you're want- going to break the two of us.
3: Wait, this is, this is to me or to our, to our listening audience.
2: Oh, you can try to take it off yourself. Gina. No, this is all. Uh, you said you were going to find something. Yeah. I, I think holding you to it is appropriate. Yeah,
3: I will. I'm going to find the most uncomfortable Halloween cartoon special. I'm
2: excited now. In a way, I have not been all episode.
4: This is, uh, yeah, yeah, this is.
2: I'm fired up. Because not only is it like the challenge aspect of it, and I will come in completely open. I'm not going to be like, you know, oh, I didn't hey, look. Look, if, if Gina nails it, she nails it. And I'm happy to say that she did. But the challenge is more so, what does Gina consider? What does Gina think what is the word? What does Gina <laughs> think of in that category? That's, to me, the most interesting thing, psychologically, uh, oh, uh, of anything. This is an exciting moment of season five, yeah, knowing this it's is, like a podcast. This is, uh, uh, it's, I'm going psychological warfare on your asses. What's going to be great is it's just Masters of the Universe Revelation Part 5. <laughs> That's what's going to be really awesome about it.
4: Uh... Yeah, no, I, I even have some ideas. We'll talk about it off air.
2: Okay. Well, this has got to be Gina's idea, though, Chan. You can't just feed her some. Gu- I mean, you can give her a list. You can give her a list. Oh, That's
4: no, fair. no, no, no. This is, I I want to know. I want to know, like, when you open up Gina's brain and start, yeah. like, digging down into there, like, yeah, what sort of crazy nonsense pops out? Yeah. I want to know what that is. I, I'm completely hands off on the choice here.
3: I mean, now, I've already it found up- one that I think, I think you'll both hate so can we open it up to
2: shan can we open it up to halloween and columbus day themed uh specials (laughs) (laughs)
4: Uh. no
2: okay halloween only gina i'm sorry (laughs) halloween only i I think i've already found a list so Oh oh boy okay here's the deal guys get excited for next week uh gina give us that link Right away, because I'm going to want to watch the hell out of this thing. I'm very excited. When you decide, take your time with it, but maybe uh, 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 before it's the day of. So, okay. there. (laughs) And that is our show, Knowing is Half the Podcast, Jetson's Haunted Halloween. Did you watch this? We're going to put a link to it. It's on HBO Max. I'll put a free link up somewhere, so that way everybody has a chance to watch it before and or after this episode. I'd love to know what you thought about it. Did you agree with Ray? Hashtag Ray is right. That that was very obtuse just, the entire way through. Did very you just do some Chan
3: erasure on that?
2: What do you mean? Chan also hated it. Oh well, sure. But yeah, I'm talking but about I did myself. That right
4: way. So thank you. <laughs> Nobody uh, should. Where did
2: you Where but... did, did you love it? Did you think the uh, M Night Shyamalan twist ending that came from nothing absolutely uh, warmed the cockles of your heart? You tell us at GI Joe Podcast, which is where you can find us. All together or go to patreon.com slash knowing is at the podcast facebook.com slash knowing is at the podcast we are i swear to god gonna do this gi joe find your fate live special i've been i've been dragging uh with chan now back from new york there's really no reason we don't do it so let's do it over the holiday season i don't know let's find a time chan and let's do the thing you can hit me up individually on twitter i am at almighty ray at
4: 999 rpms
2: i'm at gina ippy and I, we want to talk about this one. This has been this has been a volatile episode of this show. This has been <laughs> this has been an angry episode of this show. This has been an emotional, emotional episode of <laughs> knowing us at the podcast. And I can only hope that you at home are feeling as as pent up and emotional as we are in this moment. Tune in uh, next week. Yeah. T- yeah, for some Gina
3: at us, uh, uh, Sir Moxford. Tell us how the year 2025 is going when you listen to this episode. <laughs> tweet it. at us what you thought about God it. Damn it. Also, friend of the show, Steve Moulton. I saw him. Uh, I fan. saw him at a Halloween party this past weekend.
2: He said he's always down to watch some GI Joe movies. Amazingly, Steve Moulton was on that uh, Tim Robinson sketch comedy show, and I just found him randomly. <laughs> that I think you should leave season one. It's like episode two, I think. And he plays like a, a contractor a plumber or something. And it's just like, sure, that's Steve but apparently he'd been telling everybody for months that he was going to be on this thing at the time. And I just completely missed that aspect of social media. So great job, Steve. We're fans of yours and we love to see you getting it done.
4: And great job. You Ray for paying attention to anything that's going on in the
2: world. Literally anything. I really try not to.
1: Meet George Jetson. Boy, Elroy <laughs> Daughter to thee Jane, his wife
2: Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of The Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host, Nave, and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming. And we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on The Gaming Together podcast.
4: So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped
2: it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling into water, and I remember screaming for my mom, trying to get this Game Boy. Wait, out. how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. And oh I was my just, god! Like, traumatized. I was like, no, my
0: my Pokemon. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co-op partners.